You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. This is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Another jam-packed show, another locked and loaded program for you. One hour, 60 minutes before Golic and Wingo come your way. So uh, let's get to it. Of course, the number, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. That has not been canceled. That has not been postponed. That is there. It's available for you. Also still up and running, I am on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Also, not postponed, not canceled. And of course today, Thursday, we unveil the fourth and final region in our rewatchable movie bracket, the wild card region. Oh, what goes into being a wild card? 16 slots left. Basically a billion movies to choose from, but only 16 places. And I would like to reiterate, we have come up with the rewatchable movie bracket. At no point have we referred to the bracket as the only acceptable movies to rewatch. We've never referred to it as the only good movies, and if it's not included, it's obviously terrible and I hate it. It's too long. That would never fit into a tweet. These, to me, are the most rewatchable movies. And we have 16 slots left, so we will run through the results of yesterday. As I said, the action division seemed like it was much more straightforward. The results pretty much bared that out. But we'll get into that. Actually, a bit of a surprise in one matchup. And our highest vote total in another. So for all the criticism that I got, oh, you put this movie here, you put that movie there. Why is this movie? I think I got it pretty much right. That's my takeaway. That's my takeaway. And people have been getting upset about movies that are not included when, I'm not sure if I'd say a lot of them, but a few of them at least will be listed today in the wild card region. So we'll get into that in a little bit, we move closer to the round of 32. That will be decided by the time we hit the airwaves tomorrow. But still plenty of sports news to get into, so let's run that down right off the bat. A, still tons of fallout from the Tom Brady news, right? Still no official announcement, but you heard from Adam Schefter about how that just seems like a matter of time. It's a unique circumstance right now, so it's only a matter of time before that gets worked out. It's not like there's been any holdup or anything like that. Tom Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, still steamed, it's still a done deal. And it seems like, you know, I said yesterday, I'm not expecting Super Bowls or I'm not expecting this or that. It seems like I might be in the minority because it seems like a lot of people have far higher expectations on Brady and the Bucs than I am. Playoff lock, division lock, NFC title game appearance. People, slow down. Down. I think people under are underestimating just how much change is about to come into Tom Brady's life. Basically everything. New team, new city, new coach, new players, new system. And there does really seem to be a real divide on how much Brady has left. Some people, some camps are, well, you know what? He had no weapons last year. Gordon, come on. Look at who he is throwing to. That was not really a representative team of what the Patriots have been in the past. And they still won 12 games. They were still in the playoffs. But it was mainly because of the magic of Brady. 
And then there's the other camp that, you know what, he's 43 years old. And while he might still be able to win games, clearly he still is maybe a top 15, top 10 quarterback. He's in the decline phase. And I think I'm clearly more in the second camp. I, I still think he can be a good quarterback. Uh, certainly if he has weapons, I think, and he will have weapons in Tampa Bay, right? I mean, he has, he has receivers all over the place. The offensive line is real good. But if you're of the, of the belief that he's the same old, I mean, look at his numbers the second half of the year. They were not bad. They were terrible. And the other thing I don't think people are factoring in here is at all, and maybe there is an exception because it is Tom Brady. How many times have we seen someone leave New England and then they're not as good and not as productive when they leave someplace else? And this is we're talking about a 43-year-old quarterback going to an entirely different environment. So I don't expect him to produce quite as well. And even if there is a bit of a learning curve, and forget about the fact of the situation that we're living in, how, how long is it going to take before he's even able to work with guys that are going to be on this new team? I definitely think that there's going to be a learning curve for him. And the one thing you don't want to have in a lot of for a lot of teams is having that former superstar in his decline phase where he's dealing with stuff he's never dealt with before and he still thinks he's still as good as he was. And now he's going to a whole new team. So I still think that Brady can win games. If they made the playoffs, it would not shock me all that much. But for people to be thinking, oh, they're going to win the division, they're going to be deep playoff run, I say slow down. Then the other aspect of it that is actually more fascinating to me, and maybe not when it, we get to the season, but at least right now, is what's New England's approach moving forward, right? Like, they clearly did not want Tom Brady back. They did not offer him the contract they offered him if they really wanted to bring him back. So what's their approach moving forward? Is it actually going to be Jared Stidham? That would be the ultimate Bill Belichick, look how great I am move. To be able to go with a guy that we really haven't seen. Like, people are taking into account what you saw from him last year in a little cup of coffee. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be any good or not. But that is the ultimate Bill Belichick swerve move. Like, hey, look, don't worry about it. I got this hit. I am so much smarter than everybody else. And he is. He's so much better than everybody else. Anyone else, if they said we're going to go with Jared Stidham, you'd think to yourself they've lost their mind, especially with the amount of quarterbacks that have been on the move. But you've heard some talk about maybe um, Jacoby Brissett, maybe one of the, 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 the Colts guys become available now because they got three quarterbacks and they brought in Phillip Rivers. Andy Dalton's a name out there that I thought made a whole lot of sense, right? And I think that the Stidham move, like people from a perception standpoint, you're, you're replacing Tom Brady with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, when in the right environment, can be a halfway decent quarterback. And I think if he went to New England, he'd be in a pretty good environment. Now, they're going to have to improve the other parts of the team, and I, I expect that they will. But I don't know what the approach is going to be for New England. That's going to be fascinating to watch. What, what way do they go? And you know what else is fascinating? Somebody floated this out on Twitter. I don't remember who it was. I think it was one of the pro football focus guys. Not that I ever see this happening, but this would be fascinating. The idea that Belichick tanks for a year, gets Trevor Lawrence, and away he goes. I don't know how many more years Bill Belichick is going to coach, 
But if he were able to get the number one pick next year, draft Trevor Lawrence, and then he has his franchise quarterback, started his career with one Lawrence, will wrap up his career with another, that would be absolutely fascinating. At some point, some team is going to figure out in the NFL the advantages of tanking. I don't think it's going to be Bill Belichick. But if there was ever anyone to have confidence in figuring it out and getting it right, tanking in a year where there is the franchise quarterback available at number one, and if you get him at number one, you will have the franchise quarterback for as long as you want him. That would be a smart move by uh, Bill Belichick. I just don't think it's going to happen. Now, the other big aspect yesterday, uh, Adam Silver was uh, back on SportsCenter yesterday. He said that, among the things he said, Eight teams have been tested, so we know of seven players so far. You would figure that maybe there's going to be some more players tested as they you know, ramp up testing everywhere. The numbers are going to clearly skyrocket. The good news about that is you would assume that the fatality rate is going to also come down some. But that's the story for another day. Uh, and he also said that he hopes to salvage the 2019-2020 season but said repeatedly that he does not know if or when the season will resume. Obviously, that's that's clear, right? He, 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 nobody could know that right now. Think about, it was a week ago, yes, uh, a week ago today, right? A week ago today, we came on and we were talking about Rudy Gobert. Does that feel like a week? Oh my God, that feels like a month. That was only a week ago. Wow, that is uh, shocking. And think about how quickly things have ramped up and things have changed in a course of a week and if you want to feel positive about things think about the amount of changes that people have made in their own lives in the course of one week he also said that uh, next year not this season who knows if they can even finish this season and i would probably be leaning more towards the the chances that, that that's not very good but that next year could be pushed back all the way until christmas if this season does continue, right? If you play into late August, you're still going to need to have a break. And that they could move it all the way back to Christmas. I think they should do that anyway. I think that just makes more sense. You know, the NBA season, when it's around October, it's it's nice to have it back. But it, you have opening night and then it kind of fades into the background. Maybe if you had it into Christmas, it would get more focus for what the regular season is. Also, Adam Silver said, of the seven players who have been tested, all their symptoms have been pretty mild. So that is also a, a good piece of news in terms of the coronavirus and uh, what's going on in the NBA. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Tony wants to talk about uh, the Buccaneers and Brady. Tony, what's going on, my man? What's up, my man? How's everything going? I want to talk about three different things real quick. Quick. One. I'm glad that everybody in New England is crying their eyeballs out right now, oh, speaking as a Jet fan. I love it. I love it. Two, Tom Brady, all his career we've been talking about, he's a system quarterback, he's a system quarterback. Unfortunately, like you said, I agree with everything you said, that his numbers were in decline last year. But unfortunately, we'll never really know if he's really a system quarterback. The Buccaneers got him on the tail end of his career. So being that he's dead at 43, 42 years old, and his numbers are on a decline. We'll never really know if he was that system quarterback. So they'll always say, oh, well, you got him at the end of his career. He's Fair. old. That's a little bit of a cop-out that he has built in. True. Right. And three, Tampa Bay, if they're, if they're looking for a running back, I mean, you got Melvin Gordon and Kareem Hunt out there. They could pick those two guys up. You know, one of the two. Kareem Hunt on a, on a, on a second-round tender, 
You know what I mean? Doesn't look too bad. Tom Brady likes to throw the ball out of the backfield, a little outlet for him. Those two guys are pretty good receivers coming out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean, running back, I mean, we've seen, Tony, thanks for the call. I mean, we've seen that running backs, you don't really have to invest all that much to be able to find an acceptable running back. And think about a lot of the running backs they had in New England. They weren't guys that you would, uh, you know, tout as being big time, you have to give up big time assets to acquire. So I'm sure that they probably will add to the backfield. I don't know which direction they're going to go, but they got a lot of weapons already. And uh, Brady certainly is going to be surrounded by a lot of talent and the possibility that's been floated out there that if and when he is available to play again, Antonio Brown is a guy that has a connection with Brady, that Brady really likes Antonio Brown, and that they he, they could add him to the mix as well. I don't know if I'd go that way because he's just completely unreliable. One, he might be great one minute, and then the next minute you can't count on him. But, um, yeah, no, I, I don't think that they're going to have any lack of weapons on the offensive side of the ball. But Brady, again, how many times have we seen it before? Somebody leaves New England, and they're not quite as effective. I know he's the great Tom Brady, and we think that he's the exception of the rule. It's going to be 43 when next season, if next season goes off without a hitch. It would be kind of weird if, he's, if the decline phase that he already exhibited last year does not continue in a new environment with new coaches, new players, and new everything else. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So coming up, more of your phone calls. But mostly, we unveil the final 16 slots in the rewatchable movie bracket here on the Gordon Damer Show. The final 16 spots. If you really want to be outraged, wait until I unveil the last 16. And then, when your movie's not included the entire tournament, then you can be ticked off. Hopefully you are staying safe. You're doing all the things that are appropriate given the uh, coronavirus pandemic. Everybody trying to stay home if you can. I love how they keep telling everybody to stay home as if people, well, there are some people that want to go out and socialize and are not taking it seriously enough. But for the most part, I think that a lot of people just simply cannot work from home. You know, like if you're a delivery guy, you can't work from home. There's a lot of people that simply can't work from home and... At the end of the day, you got to pay the bills. Now, everybody should be doing everything that they can, but it is, I, I feel like it must be a little frustrating for some people who, like, yeah, I'd love to be able to stay home. I can't stay home. And I feel like a lot of the people that can't stay home, this is the time that they're up and working. They got to get out. They got to do what they got to do. So if you're one of those people, we appreciate you listening to 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. All right. So. The rewatchable movie bracket, which has been a big hit. Yesterday we had our highest poll totals overall. Hopefully we can even reach even higher today as we unveil the wild card division. But first, let's kind of recap the some people are on Twitter, recap the action region from yesterday. And as I said, this one was much more straightforward than most. It felt like the movies just kind of fit into certain slots, and the results kind of tell you that. So let's run through them. Do we have any music for this, Brian? Some some action music. All right, there we go. Brian's really a big fan of this this, this movie. Then it's good. I like it. It's it's a good action. All right, the number one seed in the action division was clearly Die Hard. A very interesting matchup against Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel selected because I'm a bit of a novice when it comes to the superhero movies, the Marvel universe, the DC universe. And uh, out of all, the way I made the decision was, A, 
Who's the most powerful superhero in the Marvel Universe? It's Captain Marvel. Figured she would have the best shot of taking down the juggernaut in Die Hard. And we didn't have that much female representation in the other division, so Captain Marvel it was. And Captain Marvel got uh, roasted. Lost to Die Hard uh, 85 to 15 in the uh, highest voting totals that we've got. Over a 1,000 votes there, so that was uh, fantastic there. So Die Hard does move on. The 8-9 matchup. Up in the air for a little while, but The Rock able to move on. Welcome to The Rock. Uh, moves on over Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark hurt by how old it is. Maybe doesn't get as much replay as other movies. The Rock is a dumber movie. It's not as good of an overall movie as Raiders of the Lost Ark. But sometimes a dumb movie is what you like. Moving on, the 5-12 matchup, Terminator, no problems, defeating Commando. And before we move on, let's, you know, almost bid farewell to some of the movies. Bid farewell to our fallen brothers. Commando, I chose Commando over Predator because the villain in Commando is just so over-the-top stupid. And as Ray Santiago, the fantastic producer of uh, DPHO Canty and Rothenberg brought up, that was really the apex of Arnold's movies with the really dumb quotes after he kills somebody. And he kills the, the main villain with a giant steam pipe. <laughs> it's just so stupid. But it's rewatchable. I mean, you can say what you want. The, the, the facts speak for themselves, but not as rewatchable as the original Terminator. The 4 verse 13, Fugitive, no problems there. Fugitive moves on 65-35. Gladiator, Matrix. A lot of people upset that the Matrix was rated so low. I think the results speak for themselves. The Matrix is just not that rewatchable of a movie. Now, groundbreaking? Absolutely. Certainly more groundbreaking than Gladiator. Although I don't know if it's a better movie overall than Gladiator. But in terms of rewatchability... Both are on the TV. They're a couple of channels apart. Which one are you sticking with more? More people voted Gladiator than Matrix. The 710. Roadhouse versus Speed. The only upset, and I guess you'd have to say it's a mild upset, right? 710 is not a major upset. But Speed able to uh, best Roadhouse 55-45. And then the uh, number two seed in the action region, Jaws, Maybe the most seen movie of all time, based on the fact that it's on five times a week, every week, basically since 1980. It does take down Armageddon, but Jaws is going to have to step up its game, because it only won basically 60 to 40. And for a number two seed, and it's clearly enough, somebody actually tweeted me. I don't have the tweet on me right now. Jaws is not a rewatchable movie. Oh, really? Steven Spielberg. The first summer blockbuster ever. And it's on TV again every single day. Let's Google it right now. Let's see when the next time Jaws is on. Right now. I don't I don't know the answer to this. Jaws. Let's see. Today at 11.30 it's on. More Max East. I don't know what that is. But it's also on Cinemax East uh, on Wednesday. It's on every day. It's been on every day since 1980. Now, if you haven't seen it or you don't like it, well, that's on you. You screwed up. Your parents failed you in some way. I, I don't know what it is. got to work it out. Maybe you get a guy. Maybe you can, somebody you can talk to. Maybe a team of people to talk to. But Jaws is absolutely a rewatchable movie. 
and needs to step up its game. I'm a little concerned about uh, this one. It felt like the, the one and two seed absolutely should be meeting in the final of this region, Die Hard versus Jaws. Those are by far the most rewatchable movies in the action region. But whether or not it turns out that way, that's up to you. And you can vote on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. All right. So now we get to the wild cards. Do we have any different music for the wild cards, Brian? No, we don't have any different music. Try something different, Brian. I don't know what you got. Try uh, something else. You don't have anything else. All right. Well, we prepared brilliantly for the show today. All right. Let's hit up the music again. Let's start it fresh in case people are just joining us. Somebody joining us just for the first time right here. We unveil the wild cards. Doesn't really have the impact the second time, but who knew? It's the Gordon Damer Show. What do you expect? It's one hour long. I think we're pulling movie clips all over. All right. The number one seed in the wild card region is really the reason why I came up with the term wild card. Why I didn't go horror division. I didn't go more comedies. This movie, I guess you would say it's a comedy, although it does not fall into the typical com. It's not a slapstick kind of comedy, but it's on a lot. And it is by far, when I think of wild cards, this is a number one seed. It is the Big Lebowski. It's like Lennon said, you look for the person who will benefit and, uh, uh, you know. Uh, I am the walrus. You know, you'll, uh, uh, well, you know what I'm trying to say. I am the walrus. Yes, I am the walrus. So Big Lebowski, the number one seed in the wild card region. And, and the wild card region to me is very much like the comedy region. Hard to figure out where, who goes where. At the end of the day, despite all the metrics that we use, rewatch the amount of times that it's on, the year that it came out, the ratings that people have either on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb, it really came down to me myself looking at the movies once we picked them. What would I what would I watch the most? And Big Lebowski is number one. Number two. Oh, that was the number one. So it has to go up against the 16th seed, right? That's the way it works, dum-dum. The number 16 seed, a very late entry after talking to some younger people. The number 16 seed is Mrs. Doubtfire. We don't have a clip of Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. Mrs. Doubtfire, Robin Williams, I don't believe has really been represented in any of the comedy region. I don't remember off the top of my head, but had to get Robin Williams in there. So Mrs. Doubtfire, not one that I would necessarily sit and watch by myself in the man cave, but it's on a lot. There you go. Oh, there you go. We do have a clip. Okay. The number two seed in the wild card region. Again, it's not really an action movie. It's a sports movie. But I didn't want to go the typical sports movie. You know, I feel like that's been done to death. This is just about guys watching movies. But this is a sports movie. And the only question was not if it would make it, but which version, which part of the franchise would make it. And the number two seed, fittingly, Rocky Two. There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. Oh, my God. It's still good. It's still good. That was what? Like 1979? Still works. So that's the number two seed. And again, this could go any which way. But the number 15 seed in the wild card region. Maybe it was the sympathy about the coronavirus. Maybe it was just that he is just such an unbelievable movie star and I felt like he needed to get back in there. Maybe it was 
the movie itself, which is uh, it really hit a wheelhouse moment when you had cable, your parents weren't watching as much what you were doing, and you could go and watch some of these movies that they probably wouldn't want you watching. Bachelor Party. Tom Hanks' Bachelor Party is the number 15 seed. Anytime I see that one on, it's very hard not to be watching Bachelor Party. So that's the 15. Think about that. That's the 15 seed. So the number three seed in the wild card region. I don't believe we have a clip for this, but this was one when we first came up with the list. My fear was, oh, my God, there's going to be a movie that I haven't thought about that I love and that I didn't end up including. it. So I went back and did some more research. The number three seed again. I guess you would consider it a drama, but it just didn't match up well there. And we wanted to use the wild card to kind of boost up maybe a little bit. You know, somebody might be an 11 seed in the drama division. They're going to get smoked there. Whereas if they could be a six or a seven seat, so this was a way to get them in there. This probably would have been maybe a six or a seven in the drama. It's a three seed here. It is Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, I mean, come on. How fantastic is Boogie Nights? I don't remember what year Boogie Nights came out. It was 90s. But that's one of the best movies over the last 20 years. Boogie Nights, fantastic. It will match up, Boogie Nights, in this opening round against a movie that probably made it in because I saw it over the weekend. And it is. Where is the clip? I know it. It is. 48 hours. And I want the rest of you cowboys to know something. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name is Reggie Hammond. Yeah, 48 hours was not part of the comedy region. It just didn't feel like it could match up there. But it does make the tournament as a number 14 seed. Saw it over the weekend. Still fantastic. Eddie Murphy in that movie. Luther! Luther! So there is a 48 hours. It'll match up against Boogie Nights. Very interesting matchup there. Which way do you go? Do you go Boogie Nights? Do you go 48 hours? I, I couldn't tell you right now. I think I, I know how I would go, but how does the voting public go? Who knows? Especially with some of the suggestions they've been floating out there about movies. Oof. Some of your people's taste. we got to prove that. But anywho, the number four seed in the wild card region. Again, I guess it's a drama. It's kind of a comedy, too. But it's also kind of graphic. It is Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, the number four seed in the wild card region. Now, I've told you each region has a movie that I'm not that high on, but you are. And I know this by looking at all the different metrics. This is one of those ones that I myself do does not think belongs here. This was simply Gordon Damer's show picks. This would not made it. But it makes it as a 13 seed. It is The Hangover. Let's go, handsome. Come on. Not too fat. Jesus, slide it on back. All right, so there is the hangover there. I just don't find that all that funny. And i, I got to be honest with you. It, it might be, if you just listed them 1 through 64, this might be might be 64, might be 63. Just don't rewatch it all that often. All right, so the number five seed. Boy, this was one that I originally did not think of, and then I saw it on because it's on constantly. And it absolutely belongs, and it's a number five seed. So it tells you it's pretty high up. The number five seed. And this movie actually was a little bit too ahead of its time. If maybe it came out another 18 months later, I feel like this movie would have been even bigger of a hit than it was. And it is Rounders. Rounders. Matt Damon, John Malkovich, Poker. I mean, come on. Brian's looking at me like I'm speaking in tongues. Rounders is on constantly. It's fantastic. 
And if you're not watching it, I mean, I guess you're watching, you know, Big Lebowski. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That's Rounders. And this is a very interesting matchup here because you have Ed Norton, Worm from Rounders, facing off against Ed Norton in Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Actually, it's been revised. First rule of Fight Club now is please wash your hands. Corona's going around, people. You can't just be putting your hands on other people. Personal space. Wash your hands. That's the new first rule of Fight Club. Now the second rule is don't talk about Fight Club. All right, so that's a very interesting matchup there. Rounders Fight Club. We move on to the sixth seed. And this is also a very interesting matchup. At times, both were kind of in. Both were kind of out at times. But both make it. And it really is which way do you go? Do you go with the number six seed, Al Pacino, in Carlito's Way? Carlito's Way. Oh, fantastic rewatch there. Or do you go the number 11 seed with Donnie Brasco? Donnie Brasco, that is the uh, 6 versus 11 matchup there. 7-10, also very interesting. You talk about a contrast in styles. This is about as, as much of a contrast in styles as you can possibly get. The 7 seed, the nice, the wholesome, the family favorite, Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox, Back to the Future, very rewatchable. Don't know that it's on as much as people think it is, but it's on quite a bit. So there you have that one, and then they will go up. This is really going to tell us about our audience. Do you want the family-friendly movie in Back to the Future, or do you want the number 10 seed Scarface? Not exactly family friendly. You don't want to mix up those two, right? You don't want to pop your kids down, say we're going to watch a movie, and you put in Scarface. That would that would traumatize them. Then we're already living in tough enough times. So that's the seven ten. So final two spots in the rewatchable movie bracket. I'm guessing this one will get the most controversy in this region because maybe people haven't seen it. But if you've seen it, you know it absolutely belongs, and it is. Midnight Run. Charles Grodin, Robert De Niro. If you've seen it, you've watched it at least 10 times. I will just say that. That's how great of a movie Midnight Run is. And then finally, the final slot available is the number nine seed. Eddie Murphy making it again with Coming to America. Oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. All right, so there you have it. The 64 seeds run them down once again. Big Lebowski is the number one. Rocky two, the number two. The number three seed is Boogie Nights, the number four, Pulp Fiction. Five seed is Rounders. Six, Carlito's Way. The number seven, Back to the Future. Eight, Midnight Run. Nine, Coming to America. Ten, Scarface. Eleven, Donnie Brasco. The twelve is Fight Club. Thirteen is, what did I say thirteen was? The Hangover. I've already forgotten it. See that? I forgot it already. 13 is uh, The Hangover. 14 is 48 Hours. The 15 seed is Bachelor Party. And 16, Mrs. Doubtfire. I want them to fall flat on their ass 0-16. I'm going to root every week for them to lose. And wherever Brady goes, I'm going with my guy. I don't care. I am so pissed right now, so agitated. Michelle, who do you blame? Uh, I blame Belichick and Kraft. So, Kraft, I hope you get screwed with the Florida thing now, too. 
That's how pissed I am right now. I hope it comes to bite him in the ass. That's what you get. Come as a you know what they say? Um, do you think he would ever go to Cleveland? Sweet, sweet, salty tears. You want the sweet, you want the salt. You got both of them. The sweet and the savory. That is courtesy of 98.5, the Sports Hub in Boston, Felger and Maz. Patriot fans, obviously, not too happy with Tom Brady moving on. And we can certainly get into that, the fallout from that move at 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. But our movie bracket in the wild card region is up and running. You can vote on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, at least the very early returns. Looks like the number one seed, Big Lebowski, a little bit of trouble, even though it's on constantly and it's fantastic. And really, there was a couple of conundrums. And let's get into the ones that uh, did not make the cut. Big Lebowski, to me, was the best of the Coen Brother films, although there's a bunch of other ones. Fargo was one that I tried to include but just couldn't make the Out of the other ones that made it, I feel like I would watch those ones more often. And I had to have a Coen Brothers movie in there because they are so sensational. I think the best one is uh, Big Lebowski, so that's why that made it. And then when you when you get the teams or you get the movies that are part of it, then you kind of think, all right, if both are on, which one am I watching? Rocky Two was it seemed like an obvious one there, but I kind of felt like you know what, Rocky Two, Rocky Two is the best of the Rockies. I'm sorry, I know people are going to say Rocky Three because him and uh, and uh, Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed team up. To me, Rocky Two does everything better. A, Rocky Two also has the best scene of the entire franchise. The scene where Adrian's in the bed. Everything kind of feels like a rehashing of that. That one was just too good. The way she says win, it's fantastic. That still works. The ending of it, even though it seemed kind of contrived, both guys getting knocked down. When you watch it, I saw it, my, my son watched it a couple of years ago. Didn't know anything about he was losing his mind when they got knocked, both got knocked down. So that, to me, was the better Rocky uh, of the franchise, Rocky 2. Rocky 1, most of the movie is just kind of setting up all the plot, all the character development that the other movies will use. So that one's a little too slow. To me, Rocky 3 is a little too cartoonish. So Rocky 2 is right in the wheelhouse there. So um, that's why that made it as the number two. But Fargo is one of the ones that got knocked out at the last minute. Friday... Chris Tucker, Ice Cube, that got knocked out at the last minute. There's absolutely no Star Wars movies in the entire bowl, in the entire rewatchable movie bracket. As great as Star Wars may be, The Empire Strikes Back is the best of the, the ones, and it's just not on enough. And I didn't feel bad not including it. Alien was another one that got knocked out at the last minute. Not on enough, and I didn't feel like even if it was... It's great. It's a great movie, and it's a better movie than a lot of the movies that did make it. But it's not about having the best movie. It's about which one do you find yourself watching. Bachelor Party over Forrest Gump. It's not even close. Forrest Gump's not a... I mean, I'm not sitting in my, my couch watching Forrest Gump over and over again. Bachelor Party? Absolutely. Brings me back right back to 1985. Oh, come on. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Home Alone, Elf, all... They, they all kind of fell into the same thing. Yeah, you rewatch them around that time of year, but in the middle of summer, I'm not sitting watching Plane, Trains, and Automobiles, or Home Alone, or Elf, or any of those. Uh, another one that uh, got knocked out, maybe not at the end, but pretty close to the end, in the line of fire, 
Clint Eastwood, John Malkovich, fantastic rewatch, but uh, just did not make the field, just was not strong enough. But then there were ones that people were suggesting that was just ridiculous. Step Brothers, Step Brothers doesn't belong in that field. It's not old enough. It's not iconic enough. Something about Mary, just not good enough, people. Not good enough. It's not rewatchable enough. Everybody, it was it was the big flavor of the month when it first came out. It's already faded from memory. You didn't put Meet the Parents. Any no, of those? Meet the Parents. That was another. T- that was one that was. See, considered. that one's always on TV. The comedy division is just so stacked that it's very very hard. So you really do have to narrow it down, and it's it's open to interpretation much more than the drama division. I have somebody on Twitter who continually keeps suggesting what about Police Academy. Not a shock, Police Academy. I think it might be Steve Gutenberg. For all I know, it might be Steve Gutenberg who wants to see Police Academy in there. It's not. So there were a lot of great movies. This is not the only good movies bracket. There's lots of great movies that did not make it. But there you go. Our final region unveiled, and uh, hopefully the seedings are pretty close to right. I'm a little concerned about Big Lebowski. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, which is on a lot. I was actually talking to Keith King, our former producer, texting him over the weekend, and he said that Mrs. Doubtfire has to be in there. I, I can't imagine sitting on my couch watching Mrs. Doubtfire over Big Lebowski and not really over any of the other movies that are listed. 48 Hours made the late push, as I said. The Hangover felt like it was an automatic bid. I had to include it, even though it's not my kind of my cup of tea. Carlito's Way, Donnie Brasco could go either way there. Back to the Future. And then coming to America had to make the field somewhere. I didn't really feel like it would do all that well in the comedy region because it's a very top-heavy movie. The back half is not as good. And I feel like putting it in the wild card region probably would help its case moving forward. I love coming to America. Love Eddie Murphy. So there you go. And at least so far, coming to America looking for the 8-9, uh, I guess, what, minor upset there against Midnight Run. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go out to the phones this morning, and we'll go out to uh, Anthony's in Staten Island. Anthony, what's going on, my man? Hey, man. I feel like you missed out on, like, four big-time rewatchable movies. in right, Rudy, The Sandlot. The Sandlot, uh, yeah. I was too old for The Sandlot. I know a lot of younger people too love old. The Sandlot. Yeah, I'm 49 years old. I'm not sitting and watching a movie about uh, kids playing baseball. I mean, look, I didn't I didn't include The Field of Dreams. I didn't include a lot of great – eight men out. I, I mean, there's a lot of sports movies that I did not include. And not that it was what intentional, about but – Space You're old enough for that. Yeah, that I'm old enough. It's, 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 there are so many, there are so many great comedies better than Spaceballs from Mel Brooks. I mean, I didn't include Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein is a better Mel Brooks movie. It's just funnier. Now, it's, it's older. Maybe people haven't seen it. Maybe people shy away from it because it's, you know, shot in black and white intentionally because it's supposed to have that kind of feel. But, uh, no, Spaceballs... Dude, that's I, the only way I know Star Wars is from Spaceballs, because I won't sit down and watch all the Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah, and the Star Wars movies didn't make it. Uh, Lord of the Lord of the Rings, that didn't make it. No Harry Potter movie made it. A lot of great franchises just didn't make it. So it's not to, uh, it's not really to denigrate those movies. They're great movies. Spaceballs, I like Spaceballs, although I don't really feel like it's on that often. I don't really ever stumble across... Maybe if I did... That would help its case, because it's a long time ago now. John in the Valley Stream. John, what's going on, man? What's up, buddy? I just want to thank you for doing what you're doing, man. I'm a, I'm a truck driver. I'm on the road, and uh, 
you know, I just want to thank God you. God bless you, John, man. Right. Thank God for people like you out there still doing your job, man. We need them. We need you. Thanks, brother. I got, I got a quick, uh, I just want to get your uh, opinion. Um, what do you think uh, is the most quote-unquote shocking move? Do you think Clemens to the Yankees, Jordan to the Wizards by way of the White Sox, or uh, Brady going to Tampa? Who, who do you think? I, I well, just, I de- kind of lean towards Clemens because he's more in prime. But yeah. what do you think on that, man? I mean, I probably would go Clemens, although I think you'd have to. If I had time to think about it, it, has to, it probably has to be Jordan, right? Like Jordan going to the Wizards, seeing him in that jersey away from the Bulls. It's definitely not Brady. Maybe Brady playing for the Buccaneers because I don't think that he ever thought that that would be. When he first started thinking about playing someplace else, I'm sure he never thought about the Buccaneers. But you know, it seemed like from everybody that's in the know, he was going someplace else. So him going there, and John, uh, John we're going to let you go because your phone line's making a little bit of noise there. But thank you for the work that you do and all the truckers out there delivering to all the stores. God knows we need you right now. So thank you for what you do. Us doing this, this is nothing. So uh, thank you for what you do. Um, yeah, I don't think it definitely wouldn't be Brady. I think in terms of seeing someone in a different uniform, I think it's Clemens to the Yankees. But in terms of an actual move, I think it's Jordan playing for someone outside of the Chicago Bulls. All right. Let's go to Greg in East Meadow. Greg, go, my man. Hey, Gordon. Uh, hey. You know what? If I, if I could answer that question. Listen, Michael Jordan was basketball. Clemens wasn't baseball. Brady's not football. Jordan was basketball. Yeah, but you know what? Clemens going from the Red Sox to the Yankees, the Jersey thing, baseball, I think, is much I'm more gonna... shocking looking. But, yeah, no, in terms of an actual move, Jordan to the Wizards is the more shocking move. Okay, well, I'm going to use one of your arguments against that. Baseball's too regional. Yeah, but he's asking um, me. Okay. Good call on 48 Hours. A lot of people probably haven't even seen that movie if they're of a certain age, but it's really a terrific movie. One of Eddie Murphy's best outside of his comedies. I mean, you know, I also like Beverly Hills Cop, but 48 Hours has it all. It's funny. It's got action. Eddie Murphy, Nick Nolte team up was fantastic. I mean, that's really, really a good movie. Yeah. Uh, I would have gone. I know you said you like Rocky too. I like I like pretty much the entire Rocky franchise, except for like you know the, the whole. Right, once it got ridiculous, thing. yeah. Yeah, but the first three were fantastic. Even the last two were pretty good. But I, I would have gone three. A uh, little little disappointed you didn't squeeze the Princess Bride in there. That's the I was another one that movie. was last. Yeah, that was another one. I didn't think about it at the time. That was another one that we talked about a lot. I, I, you know, I'm looking at in the environment of me by myself late on a Saturday night flipping around the channels. And uh, Yeah, it's, it, it's really rewatchable. And I'm going to name a movie. I'm not even sure if you've seen it. It's extremely re- rewatchable. Unfortunately for Vince Vaughn and John Favreau, it's not oh, the most famous movie, but yeah. Swingers Swingers oh. is absolutely a fantastically great movie, and it's so re- rewatchable. I mean, it's so subtle. It's it's just hysterical. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that is a fantastic movie. I don't feel like it's aged as well as some of the other ones. And at a time, if you would have told me I'd have been doing this and we did not include Swingers, I mean, I would have thought you were out of your mind. But, no, Swingers is great. I just don't feel like it could make the field, and not on enough. doesn't get replayed quite enough. But when it's on, I certainly watch it. More phone calls in here as we take you up until uh, 6 o'clock. Our movie bracket, the final region, the wild card region is up and running. You can look at uh, the votes. You can look and vote yourself on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. And it uh, looks like there's already some upsets brewing. So we'll see. The voting, we, extend, we expanded it because of uh, just how much demand there is to 
basically showtime tomorrow. So please vote on Twitter at Gordon Damer. Get more calls in here. 1-800-919-ESPN. Sal is in Aberdeen. Sal, what's going on, my man? Oh, you vague. You're killing me, Gordon. Uh-oh. I, want- I don't want to kill you. I mean, this is perilous times here. <laughs> I wanted to see Bla- you, the way you were talking yesterday. I thought for sure Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein. Blazing Saddles was tough. That was another one that was tough. You know, I wanted to include it, but I don't know that it's on that much, and I don't know that anybody's really seen it. You know, I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah. And, and Mel Brooks, uh, there's a lot of great Mel Brooks comedies. I wanted to put Young Frankenstein in there, just couldn't couldn't get yeah. it there. I mean, I would have. I know you don't like stepbrothers, but that's hysterical to me. I, I you know what the that. problem with that is, and this is a me thing. I'm just, I'm not really a Will Ferrell guy. There's yeah, okay. people that just love Will Ferrell, and I, I, I like him at times. I liked Anchorman, but it's yeah. he's just not. It's just not that big to me. Yeah. Um, two other things uh, with the trade of Brady. The trade that really brought me back when I when I heard that was. To me, when I was a kid, it was the Siva trade. That that sure. killed, that totally killed me. And yeah. um, what about what about Foles not, uh, going to the Patriots? If he was on the block, I thought maybe it was only a fourth round pick. I a mean, lot of money, though, man. A lot of money. I mean, he signed an eighty-eight million dollar deal, and I'm sure there's going to be a restructuring. But you know, don't you kind of have to trust in Belichick? Whatever the plan is, whatever the plan is, I think that uh, you have to kind of trust that. And I'm sure he has a plan. It's not like all of a sudden he was surprised. Oh, my goodness, Tom Brady's leaving? No, they knew this. Uh, John in West Milford, go. Hey, Gordon, good morning. Hey, in your, your rewatchable character, uh, bracket, what about the Breakfast Club? Uh, it was it was considered. It was on the original list. Uh, it just couldn't make the field. Again, I view this as sitting by myself. You know, this is not showing my kids' movies. or It's a good movie. I like it. But it just, it's not strong. The, the, the tournament resume, as they say, is just not strong enough. You need a little bit, a lot. You got to bring a lot to the table to make the 64 movies of all time. Bob and Brick, go quickly. Hey, Gordon, it's Bobby. Yep, go. Listen, what about vacation? Chevy Chase's vacation, always on TV. Yeah, you know, I consider, I'm sorry, Bob, I got to go. Uh, I consider that, I consider Christmas vacation. Vacation should have probably made the field, but again, it's 64 movies. And when you take a look at the comedies, I don't think it can crack the comedy, and I didn't think it could crack. The the wild card became very, very difficult to make the field there. All right, that's going to do it for us for today. We will be back tomorrow, and we will have more movies then. But please vote on Twitter, at Gordon Damer and 98.7 FM. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.